headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Merry Christmas, America. We're glad you're with us. Christina Ellis, number one best-selling author, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and about your money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Starting off this hour is going to be Elena in Austin, Texas. Hi, Elena. How are you? Hello. Hi. Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Gloria. Say again. Gloria. My name is Gloria. Oh, hi, Gloria. I guess I yes. pushed the wrong button. Let's try something else. Let me try here. For Elena. Is that Elena? Hi, Elena. Yes. Oh, Hello. I screwed up. I, I hit the wrong button. Okay, what's up? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Better now. How can I help? Uh, yes, so I have a quick question. Um, I currently have about $60,000 in my savings account, and I'm not too sure what to do next. I definitely want to make my money grow so no there's like a slow process where you could do like a um saving certificate but i want to see if there's any other options that will definitely help me get um you know um i get more money built up uh or such well done where'd you get the sixty thousand? so i've been saving since uh, before college um and but it has increasingly went up um with my full-time job that I recently got um, and other side hustles that I've been doing that just has helped me uh, accumulate that amount. Elena, that's amazing. Way to go. Do you have any debt? No, not at the moment. I'm curious. How did you pay for college? Uh, With college, I had um, a ton of scholarly scholarships. Um, I also had uh, private scholarships um, and then uh, I would pay school. If I had any money that I had to owe from the school, I did have um, a part-time job at the time where I would just use that money to pay it off while also saving. You're amazing. Way to go. That's just incredible. I love that. Just out of curiosity for myself, where did you get that mindset? How did you learn so early on that you wanted to save aggressively, that you wanted your savings account to look like that? Well, it all started when I first got my job. Um, having I was paid cash. So having that money in my hands um, and being able to like see how much it goes down with buying a, something from the store just taught me that I, I wanted to have my hands full with money, not emptied by just purchasing random stuff. And so the first thing that I saved up for that was pretty big was a car. And I, I was able to learn that you can get most of what, whatever you want. You just have to look hard enough. That's how I was able to find my first car for $3,000. And from there, that helped a ton since I didn't have to do monthly payments or anything. I Amen. just did it Very well done. So what do you do for a living? So right now, I'm a data scientist oh. at a, a, biz, or a car dealership. Yeah, what do you make? About 84000 Good for you. Okay, so here's the thing that we teach. The shortest distance between where you are and being wealthy is a series of steps. Baby step one is save $1,000. You've done that. Two is to be debt-free other than your home. You've done that. 
three is to have an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. So we would earmark some of your 60000 for your emergency fund. Uh, we could call that 15000 pretty comfortably as an example, okay, which would still leave you $65,000. What are we going to do with that? We're going to move mm-hmm. on to baby step four and or start you, you earmark this for saving towards a home either one you thinking about buying a home anytime soon uh i wouldn't say a home just yet um i do have a partner and we're thinking of buying a property so that we can um make uh i guess rent it out with other homes like uh mobile homes and such yeah i would um, not so do that Mm-hmm. I would not do that. Don't buy real estate with partners. If you want to buy some real okay. estate, you buy the real estate, but you don't need a partner to do that. Um, okay. You're going to involve yourself in a, in a mess that you're going to end up untangling later. The only ship that won't sail is a partnership. So uh, I assume that you mean that kind of business partner. Is that what you meant? No, uh, an actual relationship partner. Okay. Well, if you're not married to someone, don't buy a house with them. Okay. That's what I'm saying, because you're setting yourself up again for all kinds of problems uh, if this doesn't go, if this relationship doesn't go forward. So if you're married, there's a, a methodology called divorce that takes the property and splits it up. There's not when you're not. And so don't do that. Now, as far as then, then what we would just move on to is you're just an investor. Okay. You're either going to buy real estate with this other 65,000 and, or you're going to start putting money into your, uh, into your retirement plan, into good growth stock mutual funds. We recommend that you put 15% of your income every year at baby step four into good growth stock mutual funds into a retirement plan. And that's uh, if you've got a 401k at work, you get the match first. If it's a Roth 401k, you can stay there. Otherwise, after the match, you would need to move on and do Roth IRAs. uh, And the mutual funds are growth, growth and income, aggressive growth, and international. You're looking for mutual funds with long track records, 10, 20, 30-year track records. And uh, you need to learn about those as you're putting money into that. Sit down with one of our SmartVestor pros. Uh, they'll help you do that. The Smart Investor Pros don't work for us, but they're people that uh, teach the same stuff that we teach, and they'll help you with uh, picking out the mutual funds, teach you that they're investment brokers. You can find them at RamseySolutions.com and click on Smart Investor Pro. So, yeah, that's a, uh, uh, you know, the process we would use to, to lead you there. Hang on, we're going to send you a copy of the Total Money Makeover book, which outlines that for you in great detail. So, Christina, the big, the only, the only, she had done so many things right, but she could undo every bit of it with one wrong move, and that's buying a house with someone you're not married to, or buying a investment property with someone you're not married to, uh, and that will get you into a mess. Yeah, we've seen that several times, and and I think that's kind of a dangerous spot. Whenever you don't have a proven plan, it's easy to start to get to that wealth building spot and see all the TikTok crazes and see all the different, you know quick ways to make money. And it's like, you can get really lost in that. But Elena, you have done such an amazing job thus far. I love that you've been so aggressive with your savings. Follow the plan. It, it's not the most flashy, you know, uh, you know, TikTok crazy plan, but it's proven. It has worked I for think millions we, I of think people. we ought to put the plan on TikTok. I think <laughs> it'd be good. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I told the guys to get get it, get, get us a TikTok account and let's get it on there. I, I'm ready for it. So there you go. 
This is the Ramsey <laughs> Show. Alice Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Well, here at Ramsey Solutions, we go all out to celebrate Christmas. We love it. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, right? Hey, that's why we're giving you a surprise three-day year-end sale on brand new products in the Ramsey store. That's three days of crazy low prices on our most popular items right now. Financial Peace University gift voucher. $69.99. One of the best prices ever on FPU right there. Dr. John Deloney's best-selling book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, $12.99. Ramsey sweatshirts and hoodies. Hmm. All audiobooks are just $5, and that includes a total money makeover audiobook. You can listen to it as you go over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house. Five bucks. Not bad. Don't forget, 2023 will be here in a minute. And if you want to grow financially, spiritually, relationally, pick up the 2023 Ramsey Gold Planner, only $35.99, the lowest price it's ever been. Can't believe those aren't sold out. That's weird. Okay. So, so hey, this stuff is going like crazy. Questions for human cards. Our three-day sale ends at 11.59 p.m. Central Time Thursday. Don't drag your feet. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash store. Check out the deals. They are there for sure. All right. Gloria is now with us in New York City. Hi, Gloria. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, and thank you. How can we help? Okay, my question is, I have a house, and I recently retired. I'm 61 years old. I worked for the Board of Ed for 20, um, 27 years. And I still owe a mortgage on my house because it was only me. Um, it's only me on the deed, and um, the mortgage is one hundred sixty-four thousand still, nine hundred twenty-seven dollars. And um, I have uh, two boys that live with me right now. Um, one was in the military; he came back home, and the other one works for sanitation here in New York City. But my question is, should I sell my home to my children, or should I put them on the deed so that I can take? the equity out of it because I can't, I have like 400, uh, 400 something thousand dollars in equity, but because of my income, they said that I can't like, I don't know, take out the equity because I don't, I don't earn enough money. And right now I went from $56,000 to $24,000 a year. Why did you go from 56 to 24 at 60 years old? Because because I was working, um, and I used to my 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 check used to be fifty six thousand dollars. I'm not a teacher; I'm an assistant teacher. So um, my um, my income from my TRS is uh, the teacher's retirement. It's um, two thousand dollars a month. When did you make fifty six? What were you doing then? 
when I was working because I was working when I was working. Um, Why aren't you working? I because I, I, I retired. Okay, but you have no money. You're you're said know, you're sixty years. Was, I, you said you're sixty years old, but, right? I know, but what happened was when I get when I I was working in the school, and then when I got um I got COVID last year in August, and then when I came back um to work, I guess I was still feeling the effects of the COVID. I don't know, but um I just started for my retirement, and I laughed. But I just want to know because um since my children are working, should I sell them the house or should I put them just on the deed? Gloria, are you um, wanting to use that four hundred thousand in equity to live on, or what's that equity for? The home equity, because I wanted to, I wanted to take it to buy a house in um, in Florida. Well, just sell your I house. Why do you have to sell it to your kids? Just sell it and take four hundred. Take four hundred thousand and go to Florida. So, but wouldn't it, and wouldn't it be better to um to um, I'm sorry, I know you're the expert on this, but I'm just thinking about my children since they live in New York City already, and they're your children are grown; home. they can make their own way. You're broke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're broke. You can't take care of everybody else. You're broke. They're like grown-up right. humans. Okay. And so you need to take this equity and go to Florida. You don't have the money to give your children a house. You won't have any place to live if you do. But if I put them on the deed. It doesn't matter. Them Putting them on the deed is not a magical formula. It doesn't do anything. Like they could keep paying the house? If you... No, I do not want your children to go $600,000 in debt so that you can put four hundred in your pocket and go to Florida. No, I don't think your sanitation mm-hmm. worker son can afford this house. No, well, they're both working, so... Yeah, and, and I, I don't want to saddle them with, the, with your problems. No, th- this is a really clean thing. They need to start talking about it, getting some housing because mom's about to move to Florida. So sell them the house. No, no, they can't afford the house, Gloria. And you don't need to saddle them with a mess. You need to just sell your house. They need to go get them a place to live and be grown up boys, men and stuff. And you need to be in Florida and stuff with 400,000 in the paid for house. And by the way, you're only 60 years old. You probably need to be doing something since you don't have any money. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm worried about you. I'm older than you, and I'm not retired. You're okay. You can do it. 60-year-olds can still work well, Dave. Apparently. (laughs) I've been here since early this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Gloria, you already have kind of a sticky situation with your retirement and getting COVID last year and trying to navigate all of that. I would not bring your family into this. That's just going to complicate not only the financial aspect, but the emotional aspect of dealing with your sons and them taking on a lot of your burdens. I would definitely keep those two separate, you know, sell your house, like Dave said, and then figure out what you're going to do with retirement. Because I mean, you're 61. I know that that may feel, you know, a little bit older, but you could potentially have another 40 years. Like you've got time. Mm-hmm. And so we, we need to come up with a long-term strategy while you still are physically able. And you've got a lot of great time ahead. I mean, we're counting on Dave for another 30 years though. <laughs> <laughs> You got a while. You can count on Dave going to Cabo at some point. (laughs) Come on, Dave. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's what you need to do, honey. You're trying to get this house to do too many things. It's not capable of doing but one thing. 
and it takes care of you. That's all it's capable of. It can't take care of you and your kids have a place to live there and you get money out of it. It's try, You're trying to make one thing work too hard. Just sell it, let them get them a life, and you go to Florida and start your new career. That's what I would do if I woke up in your shoes. Brandon is in Spokane, Washington. Hey, Brandon, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? Um, so me and the wife, we're, I'm 23 right now. Um, we just got finished up with baby step three. So we got our six month emergency fund. Way to go. We don't have any kids or anything. We're just trying to figure out where do we go from here? Do we start saving for a house? I know we are kind of enjoying some money right now. Um, I'm just curious if we stay gazelle intense and save up all we can for a down payment or what do we do? Is that your next goal to buy a house? Um, I believe so. We're hoping, yeah, we hope to have a kiddo here sometime in the future and just trying to, I don't know, want to prepare ourselves for the future. So, Well, that's great. Well, we would call that baby step 3B, where you save up your down payment for your house. We don't want you to stay there forever. But I mean, if that is a goal and you're wanting to bring the baby home into a house that you own, um, then yeah, go ahead and start saving in that. And then, of course, after that, you know, you're in baby steps four through six where you're going to start saving for retirement, your kid's college fund, and then paying off that house. I have a feeling you already knew that. I kind of did. Yeah, I um, like after baby step three would be baby step four. You knew that. Yes. Yeah, um, we're just, you know, enjoying a little bit of the money. And that's twice you've said that. So you're spending everything now. Not quite. We're put again. We got eighteen thousand dollars put away into our uh, our six month emergency fund. Well, that's your emergency uh, fund. And now, if you want a house, you're going to have to quit enjoying so much. Yeah. If you you know I, new goal, new goal. Be intentional. Uh, don't just kind of wander off into stupid land again. You just you just visited there, and um, you don't want to live there. That's why you walked your way out. Don't go back. So stay very intentional, very focused. Keep on the game plan. Yes, you can enjoy your money a little bit. We don't have to go down to beans and rice, rice and beans. You're past that now. But you do need to be intentional. And uh, I have no money past my emergency fund three years from now because I've been enjoying my money is not a plan. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you sick of planned obsolescence? You know, when companies make products crappy, so you have to buy more of their crappy products. Well, me too. And it's why I love companies like Grip6. Grip6 is all about quality products meant to last forever. That's why their comfortable, bulk-free belts, slimline wallets, and lightweight wool socks all come with a lifetime warranty and simple returns and exchanges. So check them out at Grip6.com today and get up to 20% off with the promo code RAMSEY. Christina Ellis, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Her book, Confessions of a Scholarship Winner, because she's a winner. Uh, big deal, a big deal, because she got $500,000 in scholarships. So she's our one of our resident experts on uh, student loan 
mess, student going to college debt-free, not falling into the epic trap of student loans. And so, as we all know, well, uh, most of us know uh, by now, uh, President Biden has been attempting to forgive $10,000 worth of student loan debt, 20 if you're a Pell Grant recipient, and uh, so far has not been able to pull off that idea in two years. Um, the latest version is that the, uh, that it was that the whole idea of him being able to forgive debt was not legal. And so it was taken to court. And, uh, so it's in court and they, um, been kicked all the way up to the Supreme court and the Supreme court has agreed to hear it, uh, in February. And it comes out today. That will be February 28th. Of course, our judicial system always picking the last possible day to do anything. So they're going to put it off as far as they possibly can. Um, slower than Christmas. Oh, wait a minute. Christmas is already here. Yeah, okay. That came up fast. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, so a number of conservative-backed lawsuits arose seeking to block the relief, and two, have the, two of them have temporarily succeeded thus far. One lawsuit filed by six Republican-led states argued that debt relief would hurt their state's tax revenues and uh, that of Missouri-based student loan company Uh, The other lawsuit was filed by two student loan borrowers who sued because they did not qualify for the full $20,000 of relief. Okay. Uh, Two lower courts that received each of those cases ruled the Biden's loan forgiveness plan should remain on pause until the Supreme Court makes a final decision on the legality of the relief. And now it has gone to the Supreme Court, of course, and the Supreme Court today comes out and says, we will... um, uh, I will be taking on both lawsuits that challenged on February the 28th. You know, I can't, I don't know what taking on means. Does well, that, that mean they're going to rule on that day or they're going to start the process of hearings on that day? That was going to be my question because my first thought is, woohoo, thank you. Finally, we have an official date. But I feel like I've said that over and over again where I'm like, okay, we have a date. We have a date for when the pause ends. We have a date when people will know exactly what to do next. And then we don't have dates that are Somebody's clear. foot is sore from kicking the can so much. Right? Yeah, you think? So it's like, is the 28th the date you think that they're going to rule on it? Or is it just going to officially start I, a said, long it battle? It, they're taking it. This is Yahoo for you. But I mean, the nation's highest court announced it will be taking on both lawsuits that challenge. We knew that. I just saw another article that says they were they'll hear hear oral arguments that day. There, so. Okay, mm. so they're going to begin the process that day. So, oh gosh, six or eight more months. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we're Man. lucky, or you're lucky, or you're not lucky. Here's the thing: um, we told you when this first came up that before it came up that it was going to come up. Uh, we told you what was going to happen. Um, and, uh, we've, we've predicted every step of the way on this and all along the way have been telling you to pay your student loans. Exactly. Just because the government is kicking the can down the road does not mean you your have life to should be put on hold, right? You need to clear your life, get victory over this area of your life and move on with your life. You sit around, wait on the government to fix your life. Your life's always going to suck. So you can't do that. You've got to lean into this, and you got to say, this is my deal. I signed up for these loans. I'm going to pay them now. Right. And it's just going to be much better for you if you've got the loans. 
Um, well, I'll feel dumb if the government comes. No, you won't. You'll feel proud that you actually honored your obligation. That's not dumb. Yeah, I've seen so many people in my Instagram DMs just cheering that they paid it off. Even with the the carrot dangling of forgiveness, they're still proud of themselves for having paid off those loans. So it's like if you do not like that anxiety, if you don't like that feeling of being at the whim of the government and the student loan forgiveness, pay off your loans. Like just get it done. Yeah. You don't have to stay in this space perpetual, of unknown. A perpetual I promise you someday. Ugh. And by I, a politician. Mm. By a court system. It's going to be forever. It's going to be forever. Don't wait on forever. Don't, don't. Please don't wait anymore. Pay it off now. Eric's in Houston, Texas. Hey, Eric, what's up? Hi, uh, Dave. This, um, I just started li- listening to you not too long ago. I have a friend that, uh, that did your program and, you know, is out of debt. Uh, I have a question. My wife and I were, um, were, were she, she believes in having no debt. So we're going into this. Um, but uh, I've already, you know, calculated how much you know you know uh credit card loan i I, that i have um here's the thing i we have five properties right uh three of them are rented out one of them is where we live and another one i'm going to start renting it out because you know it was kind of like out in the country weekend but we don't get out there so i'm either going to put it up for airbnb or uh, rent it out to someone that lives out in that area once when i've added all my my debt I have two mortgages, right? Two loans for, but uh, five properties, but two loans for to pay two of these properties. Do I treat those two loans that uh, as part of a snowball? You know, do I lump them in with that, or I mean, how would I, how would I tackle that? Your personal residence is paid for. Yes. Okay. How much non-mortgage debt do you have? Uh, twenty thousand, twenty-one. Cool. What's your and, household uh, income? Um, so my wife just started working again. So I, I make eighty, um, but my wife makes. Uh, she's transitioning to a position that hopefully will get her, you know, fifty, sixties. But right now, I mean, I'm treating it as if she's bringing in thirty-five a year. So I would say what. Well, I mean, you don't have to treat it anyway. It's just what she is making or isn't making. So yeah. right now, she you make eighty, and it sounds like she's going to make sixty. You're at one forty. You're going to pay off twenty very quickly. If you freaking behave and lean into it. And uh, now your other two properties, your home is paid for, but your other two properties, what's the balance on those debts? So uh, I actually got a home equity loan on the property I live in. It was paid for. And then I got. Oh, so your home is not paid for. So the the one I live in right now. Yeah, that's your home. uh, Yeah. Yes. It's not paid for. No. It has a loan on it. Yes. Okay. How much? One sixty. Okay, cool. And what's the other debt, the other mortgage? Uh, 143. Cool. All right. What we would do is put those both in baby step six. Okay. And address those as you get there. And I would pay off your house first. Then I would pay yeah. off the rental. Okay. What did you say is the 21000 in debt? Credit cards. Uh, it's credit cards. Uh, and I've, I've got, I've got, um, about 13 in the bank that I'm going to put 12 into okay. um, that. And then um, I, when I do my taxes, I, I always get money back because I deduct more. I don't know if that's a smart thing to do. But no, I, it's not. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I'm you're I'm loaning the government money all year with no interest. And yeah, they give it yeah. back to you and you act like Santa Claus lives in DC. 
Yes, yes. Yeah. So go ahead, go ahead and set your withholding up properly where you don't get a refund and you don't okay. have to pay, but you, you a, a, try to aim it as close to your actual proper amount to be withheld uh, because a refund is simply a loan, interest-free loan to the government. Oh, I was going to ask how long he'd been married because he said something very interesting. He said his wife is about no debt. And I'm curious, has he decided that he's about no debt? Because that's a very interesting distinction that his wife doesn't believe in debt. Does he? I mean, because this that's a, quite a few different loans and, and mortgages and well, debts to pay off. Like, and it's like, like he would decide to get out of debt and then she got on board. Maybe I misunderstood. But I, well, I, I hope. I, I, that, yeah. that would be my question is just making sure y'all are this on the same page. This is the guy page. who went and got a home equity loan to buy a rental property. Put, that, his, put his home at risk again. So, yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, you just drop that all over, all your real estate stuff over into Baby Step 6 and get it paid off there. The great news is you make good money, and if you'll lean into this, you can be 100% debt-free houses and everything in just a few years. You'll be amazed. This is The Ramsey Show. personality number one best-selling author is my co-host today jay is with us in boise idaho merry christmas jay how are you oh i'm well how are you better than we deserve what's up hey so earlier this month there were, uh, we were rear-ended in a car accident and thankfully no major hospitalizations or injuries but the car is most likely to be totaled um we're now on day 19 waiting for insurance to let us know. Wow. But uh, my question my question for you is, um, uh, we bought the car in 2020 before, uh, it's our, our BD before Dave days, and uh, we owe eight on it. Um, it's worth, um, if they total it, I believe it's worth between 14 to 15,000. Um, so we're thankful for that in the market. Um, but we're gonna need to replace it and I just want to know the wisest way to do this. Uh, we do not have the cash to pay for a car, and we 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 just need advice. Yeah. Um, well, it it um you've been through a pretty traumatic thing. Getting hit that hard is a big deal, um, and it kind of makes you think, oh, I need to do this or that. Uh, you're obviously trying to get out of debt, correct? Correct. We're we uh, we had our. Um, <laughs> our anger moment was was in October, okay, and that's when we got intense. And so we're we're brand new on this. We have our we're we're in baby step two. We have our thousand dollar emergency fund. How much debt do you have other than the car? Uh, Thirty. On what? Uh, uh, it's all consumer. It's credit, and then the eight for the car is included in that. I, I'm sorry, you said aside from the car. So about twenty, a little over twenty thousand, and okay. it's credit cards. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, well done. Yeah, what's the process look like with insurance right now? So you said that you've been waiting 19 days. What's their correspondence been like? Do, do Like, are they in well, the process of evaluating? Well, yes. Um, they are. Uh, they. It, I'm working with the at-fault insurance, 
and um, they are. I don't talk to them unless I call them, and um, I think I've talked to her twice. But she, the ball is rolling. She said they're waiting on um, uh, uh, estimates um, from your, their uh, their person, and I actually missed a phone call from. I think it was from her while I was on hold for you. So I think they're at the process where they're ready to tell me it's totaled uh, or they're going to fix it. We're in a rental car that they're providing. And the, the day they total it, we have four days. I am not in a hurry. I'm, this is not, we don't, we are not in panic mode. We have family, we have friends. We do not have to go buy a car. What's your other car within those? My vehicle is a, Four passengers, a Ford Focus or five passenger. Mm-hmm. We have we have seven in our family though. Mm-hmm. Um, so as as far as being able to um, uh, borrow a car, we could do that in the short term. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't. Uh, so we're I, not, I mean, well, if you had to for a little bit, but until uh, you find a deal. Uh, okay, um, this is going to sound bizarre, so I'm going to go ahead and say that out loud. But it is also exactly what I have done and what I would do if I were in your shoes. The goal here is not short-term comfort. The goal here is live like no one else so that later you can live and give like no one else. So I'm going to use this situation as an opportunity to pay cash for a car with the equity that you get out of this car. So it sounds like they're going to give you seven or $8,000. I'm going to go buy a seven, $8,000 car. Okay. And that, that got rid of your car note. So you just paid off a bunch of debt. And the, the, the only way you can do this and fight through the emotions of what I'm suggesting is to really tell yourself the truth. And the truth is this is temporary. Yeah. It's not that long. Okay. So what's your household income? 75. So how quick do you pay off the remaining 20? Do you think our, our, uh, every dollar uh, estimate is, is looks like it's going to be 23 months. That's too long with what you make. I was thinking about 10 months. So I I think we need to cramp down on the budget and uh, maybe pick up some extra income from somewhere, Uh, maybe even look for something else to sell. But I I want you out of debt. And so that you're buying a better car as an upgrade with cash by this time next year is what I'm thinking. Well, I want to encourage you that... Fourteen to fifteen thousand dollars. If that car gets totaled and you get that amount, you can still get a decent. No, no, car it's, it's not. It, it, he owes eight. Right. And if he gets sixteen, so he's got that's going to be eight in his pocket. If he gets fifteen, okay. it's going to be seven in his pocket. Mm. So you that, can still get a pretty good car for that's, seven. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Literally before this year, I'd never bought a car over ten thousand dollars, <laughs> and I've been driving just fine, guys. <laughs> For so a long can, time. Yeah. For a long yeah. time, simply because yeah. I'm frugal. But the point is, you're moving. It's hard emotionally to move with little kids down from yeah. a $15,000 car to a $7,000 car, a $14,000 yeah. car down to a $7,000 car. But if you if you re- remind yourself over and over and your family that this is for a year. It's temporary. This is an adventure. It's a one-year thing or a 14-month thing or a eight-month thing, whatever it is, when you can lean in on this and get it done fast, then you can move up in car with cash and so i can drive a junker right. for a period of time well and that's part of the motivation too is you know to get it to go from 23 months down to 10 is remember that it's just a season and the more aggressive you are the quicker that season passes josiah's in tulsa oklahoma hey josiah what's up 
Hey, Dave and Christina. Good to talk to you guys. You too. How can we help? So I have two job offers for emergency department uh, physician jobs, finishing residency here in Oklahoma. So my question is, job one is uh, an independent contractor. It'd be all self-withholding that you would do on yourself. And then job two is a contracted position that would come with benefits. Now, I'm in a unique situation. I'm in the Army Reserve, and so I get a lot of my benefits and health insurance through that. But I'm kind of wondering of what questions I should be asking or what I should look into um, of kind of is one better than the other. And obviously, if they were... They're, they're not both self-employed positions, are they not? So uh, there, one is one is more self-employed. It's still with a contract, but they just it's kind of a 1099 position where the yeah. other one's going to be a w-2 so yeah oh it is a w-2 so you're actually an employee on the other one okay correct yeah so uh is the money the similar or no so that's the that's the kind of caveat between them so job one that's the independent contractor uh, everything's hourly in this kind of field and so it's like 225 an hour whereas the other one with the benefits is 200 an hour and so that's why I'm kind of, is there a, is there kind of a threshold that you get to where well, you don't need the benefits better than the other. Correct. I don't need the benefits. It was mostly for kind of the 401k and being able to have that, you know, 401k versus an IRA. If I can put more into that, you know, vehicle than the other. Well, you can still save for retirement, even if you're not a W2 employee. Yeah. But if he's not W2, he can't do 401k is what he's saying. Right. He can, he's, li- li- he's limited to $8,000. So Instead of 19 going into your 401k. We can do a self-employed 401k, right? Yeah, you could. That's true. You could do a SEP, um, and you could get just as much in there. So the other question is which – good catch. uh, The other question is which um, of these two places would you rather work if everything was equal? So I actually am leaning more towards the the lower-paying one. The reason for that is it's due to the – um, I can do 24 hour shifts there versus 12 hour shifts just because of the, um, the patient load, um, that comes into, they're both in kind of rural places. Um, and so it kind of, I feel like I can knock out a whole bunch more hours, you know, and be away from the family kind of less days of the month than working, you know, 12 hour shifts where it's still kind of a full day's work. I'm probably choosing the lifestyle over all the other issues you brought to the table first. Okay. Because both of them are great money. Both of them, you're going to be living. You're going to be living your dream in terms of this is what you've been working for all this time. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to let a 401k dictate or a lack of a 401k dictate uh, a bad lifestyle situation. So I'd, I'd rather pick my family, and because they're very, very close. Um, so I, I'm going to go with that one if I'm you, the one that you feel like is going to give you the best quality of life. So, good question, sir. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks for being here. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. Have you been inspired to make a change with your money? Want to know where to start? Take our three-minute money quiz to get a plan you can follow. Go to RamseySolutions.com and search for Get Started to get a plan for your money.